Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz, your co-host. Oh, yeah, girl. You got it that time. I got got it. it. I'm your (laughs) co-host. You said it. All right. Well, we are back and we are talking about this month's verse. It's March. And I am really excited to talk about this verse with you, Vera. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit of a gut punch for us. It's from James. Vera, you want to tell us what it is? I'm blinking right now at the first letter. Do not. Oh, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Yes. James 1, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Can we start with I the mean, design? Let's talk about the design. Yes, girl. This design almost made me gouge out my eye. Oh, but okay. because, you know... The reality is, is I personally like this kind of design. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a square. It's really bold. If I were to get a actual tattoo permanent, this would be the type of tattoo I would get. I know most folks like the more literal things where it's like a flower or a bird or a leaf or the Bible actually looking like the verse being about the Bible and it being a Bible. But I really wanted this to be this kind of like no frills. Mm. nice and bold nice and strong like like the verse don't deceive yourself do what it says so yeah. that's why we decided to do it that way i like this verse and i love the design because i do think it kind of it does lend itself to the boldness of the message of this verse and you know just if you didn't listen to the context teaching if you didn't read the context of this verse it's a little tricky honestly, because we have this tendency sometimes to read a verse like this and be like, yep, I got to just pull up my Christian bootstraps and do the thing. And I'm going to do this (laughs) thing, right? Like I'm going to do it. Well, thankfully for all of you who have tried and failed at that type of behavior, there is grace and you find the grace in this, in the context of this verse, but we're not going to go straight into that. We are going to talk about, so there is grace for us. This is not what saves us. Absolutely, that's true. And yet, as people who have received the grace of Jesus Christ, we should then walk in the Spirit. We should be people who live out lives that are pleasing to the Lord. We should not merely read the Bible, hear the Word, and lie to ourselves, but we should do what it says. Mm -hmm. So, And the imagery in this passage is a person going to a mirror and looking at themselves in the mirror and forgetting what they look like. That's what it's like when we look into the mirror of God's word and we walk away and we are unchanged. So we're going to be talking about the man in the mirror. We're asking asking him him to to change. change. (laughs) No message could have been any clearer. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I've also tried, I almost started singing, it's tricky, tricky, tricky. When you said tricky, I also was singing Move It, Move It before we started recording. I mean, it's a song and singing kind of day, I think, it is. over here. It's a song. Okay, let's do this then. Let's do this verse. <laughs> All right. So here's a question for you, Vera. 
because I think this is, this gets to the heart. Of, I'm nervous of what we're talking about here. Do the things that you know you should do, the thoughts that you have in your brain that are like, yes, I'm going to do that. God says that. That's it. Does that ever contradict with the way that you live your life? Never. <laughs> just kidding. Tell us your secret. No, actually, you can just quote my man, Paul. I do the things I do not want to do. I want to do these things, but then I don't do those things. All the time. This morning. Every every day. Like, uh, I'm so human. So give me a specific time when okay. you realized you were listening to God's word, maybe, but you weren't doing what it said. Okay, this is just something that just happened a couple days ago. I know I shouldn't gossip. Mm. Mm-hmm. And even in a moment... This just happened recently. And I wasn't even talking bad about somebody. It was more like, did I need to share that? But in the moment, it's like I thought, don't share that. And then I still did it. And that was just like, I, I you know, finished the conversation. And then I, I was Paul. I was like, why did I do the thing I didn't want to do? <laughs> you know? And so I think, like, that's a really great instance of, like, not one of these giant sins that we, like, mm so clearly are like, well, I'm not doing that. It's very clear Mm -hmm. in scripture not to do this and I'm not doing it. It's like, it's very Mm. easy to be in a conversation and to like, just add that little bit of color that you probably could have just refrained from. And so that was just, just recently, I think parenting all the time, I have these hopes and dreams for my parenting and how I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to serve and I'm going to love and and then I find myself getting irritated and all of a sudden, 15 minutes after having done my quiet time, I'm like super irritated with my kids and it's coming out of my, it's like, you. I mean, my kids definitely feel that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's just constant. So I am like curious to you, like, how do we, how do we do what it says? And what happens when we don't do what it says? Like, how do we just, do we just like keep coming back and like, Because it can be exhausting, especially when, for me, I tend to, like, go into my own well to do Mm -hmm. what it says. So how do I not go into my own well and my own strength to do what it says? Okay, so if you read the context post from the first of the month on Monday, that first Monday, I don't remember what day it is, but I talk about the context. And in the context, you know, God's word is a mirror. You're looking in the mirror. You're forgetting what you look like. You're foolish if you do that. But it says to the one who looks into the perfect law, which gives freedom and walks in it, they are truly blessed. That's a, that's the Natalie Abbott paraphrase, but basically that's what it says. Like you look into the perfect law that gives freedom and you're like, what law gives freedom? Like I look at the law and I'm like, I fail, I fail, I fail, I fail. You know, there are points where I'm like, well, I didn't actually murder anybody, so that's good. You know, but the reality is like the, the, the law is what convicts us. It's what says to your heart, you are guilty, you have failed. And yet there is this perfect law, question mark, question mark, question mark, that gives freedom. Like what is that? And that when we continue in that law, then we are blessed. Well, you have to kind of do some digging and figuring, but it's a there's two different laws here at work. 
There's the law that brings sin and death. And Paul talks about it. And you can go read the article where it talks about that. But Paul talks about how there's two laws. There's the law of sin and death. And then there's the law of the spirit. And that law gives freedom. So when we believe in Jesus, we believe that he fulfilled that law, the the law, the code of the Old Testament, all of God's requirements and regulations. And he was the perfect fulfillment of all of that. And so he's established a new perfect law, a law that brings freedom, because instead of relying on our own ability to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and do the thing and fail, right? We are relying on Jesus. We are relying on the fact that he fulfilled the law. And and if you look at that passage where I, t- I talk about that in the, in the article, it says that we are now living in the spirit. So God actually puts his own self, the Holy Spirit, into us believers, when we accept Jesus and we say his righteousness counts on my behalf, his death paid the price for the penalty for my sin. So now we have the spirit in us and we are able then to walk in freedom, to, you know, stumble trip, stumble trip through our lives in a way that is faithful and believing in God. And and it's like when God looked at Noah and he said, this guy's blameless. Well, he wasn't actually blameless. He definitely was a human and he sinned and he did wrong things, but God called him blameless, you know? And you look at, at Abraham and his, his belief was counted to him as righteousness. So when we believe that God is the one who's taking care of our problem, then we can walk in the freedom, even in this failure that we are constantly meeting. So when we look into that mirror, when we look into the perfect law that gives freedom, we're not condemned. We're actually set free. And we are able then to say, Lord, thank you. Help me live in a way that pleases you because I love you and because of all of this that you have done for me. That's the tension though, is that we should feel like when we look into that law, like, oh man, there's some stuff. I got a deal. But we should also feel like, praise Jesus, for he has met that perfect righteous requirement for me. Now we can just finish the episode right there. And <laughs> moving on. Got a little theological on y'all. You're preaching. The thing that's stood out to me in that whole spiel is that God puts himself in me. And that's that's the thing. You know, it's, mm-hmm. God doesn't expect me to be perfect. I can't. But guess what? After I shared that little tidbit I wish I could have had back, what was it that caused me to feel that? It was God's yeah. spirit in me. Yeah. And the freedom comes when I confess it and it I'm, I'm right again. Yep. I'm, I'm Amen. made new again. Every time. Again, never again, again, again. Never again. have to live in that guilt. <laughs> never have to regret. Yes. You know, I can I can lament that I am a human. Like, that stinks. Like, that's why Paul, I'm just like, yes, Paul. <laughs> I do the thing I don't want to do. Uh, like, I feel that, ang- like, almost anger because mm-hmm. I want so badly to do 
what God says. Yeah. Um, but you can you can feel that lament, but don't don't stay there, you know? No, we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. But I, I will say this, Vera, like there are some things that we just keep seeing in ourselves every time we look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, it's like if I cut my own bangs really short and they look terrible <laughs> and I just keep cutting them and cutting them and cutting them, like somebody's got to help a sister out. So what do we do when we struggle with a repetitive sin? How do we not do the thing that we just keep doing? Well, it's, it's like you got to have a sister to help you out. Be like, let me cut your bangs this time. <laughs> Or let me watch you cut, like, next time you're doing this, let me just be there with you. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, it's it's inviting a, a trusted friend in and saying, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I'm struggling with this. I, it seems like every time I open my mouth, I want to gossip. Mm. Or mm-hmm. it seems like every time I go to, like, when my kids are not living up to the standard, they're not listening to me or whatever, I tend to get super frustrated and irritated. Like confession is always the first part for me because then it's like, it's not a secret anymore. It's not a secret. Yeah, because I think sometimes we walk around with a thing even for years that we're like ashamed of or worried about or we think is going to disqualify us from being somebody that people can come to and, and think, oh, yeah, that person has it all together or whatever. There is blessing in confession. And and not only that, but like the the next step is accountability, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go to that trusted friend and you say, listen, I am struggling with lustful thoughts. And I don't want to go down that path. I've been struggling with this for however long, years, whatever. Can you hold me accountable. Can you help me overcome these things? How do you do that? And can you help me? Can you help me find some verses to to memorize and to have in my heart? Can you help me know how to confess this to the Lord? Mm-hmm. Can you help me, you know, confess this to my husband? You know, can you be my my helper? Can you, you know, walk through this even just to to be there to ask me how's it going? I just think that that is priceless. Um, it makes me think, and I've shared this before, but Jenny Allen in her book, Get Out of Your Head, talks about that final 2%. It's mm. like a lot of times we are, we have, if you don't have a person, read her book, find your people. <laughs> so they, those two kind of go hand in hand. Uh, but right. if you have a friend, a sister, a mentor, a parent, whatever it is, whoever it is, a lot of times we get, we share 98% of what's going on. And then there's that last two that is just too shameful to mm-hmm. put on the table. Mm-hmm. And we were never meant to carry that burden alone. So yeah. it's like what you said, like lust, let's say, or, you know, anything that just seems like so wrong that I could never share this with another person. That's mm-hmm. the very thing that we should be sharing. That's the thing that the enemy is like keeping you captive to 2%. Yep. He's got gotcha. you. He's got gotcha you until you get it out. And I've been there before. I, I held things that I was struggling with. I, I had shared it with my husband, but I really needed my friends too. 
And I didn't share it for like a year with anybody but my husband. And I remember finally getting that last 2% out to some of my girlfriends. And they were like, I'm so glad you told us. And I'm so sad that you didn't tell us sooner. Like they, yeah. like they were heartbroken that I had struggled with this anxiety and these thoughts that were kind of keeping me captive all by my own, like with Matt, but I really needed my friends. And so if you're listening today and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling with that final 2%. It's still looming on me. Can I encourage you that like, if you have no one, go to the church. There are people there who are safe, deacons, that kind of thing. That's their whole service to the churches, for the local church, is to, to receive you and to sit with you and to hear you. And that's like a, a first step. And if you can't even do that, like send us a DM. It's not perfect. It's not the best. It's it's like, you know, a C plus to send something over online. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. we love you. And all we want is the freedom that this verse and this context is talking about. Like, do what it says. Yes, we hear you. We want to follow you, God. But what, what ultimately what God wants for you is for you to be free. He does not want your right acts. He wants to set you free from the things that are keeping you imprisoned. Amen. And an, another, just another quick thought too is, you know, join a Bible study. Meet other people who love Jesus and build relationships with them until you find that safe person that you can ask him in a coffee and you can start to build a relationship and have the, the level of trust that it's going to take to be able to, to give away that last 2%. Totally. To it might take unburdened. some time. Yeah. It, it might take some time and that is okay. And counseling also is a really good thing. <sighs> counseling is a great thing. We say that a lot of times on here, but there's no shame in that. Find a good Christian counselor to walk you through the thing that you're carrying because you are never meant to carry that. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. So do not be burdened by a yoke of slavery anymore. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like you were meant to be free from sin. This is God's design and desire. And not just when you die and you get that resurrection body and everything's made perfect, but in the right now, you were meant to be set free, to be able to walk in joy and peace with your Lord and in peace with other people. So Maybe that's the thing you need to hear. Maybe that's, you know, the the end of this verse where it says, do what it says. Maybe that's the thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. So we love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We felt a little bit of a little bit of a push to do the thing that you should do, but know that ultimately there is this is for your freedom. This is for your good. This is because God loves you and He wants everything that is best for you. He wants the blessing that comes when you continue in the freedom of his word. So go on forth. Be blessed, (laughs) y'all. Go forth. (laughs) Love you, Vera. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Love you. See you next month. Hey, are you loving this month's verse, but you want a little bit more? Let me tell you, 
every week we write a devotional email and we post it on our blog online at dwelldifferently.com. And you can also sign up with your email there to get it every single Monday in your Monday morning email, just a little devotional to get your week started off right. So go over to dwelldifferently.com and sign up for our weekly email. 